Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on everybody welcome back to the underground it's episode number 323 of underground sports philadelphia kb coming at you with a solo show to wrap up a great phillies weekend of baseball outside of the usual suspect in this uh early part of the season we got some sixers things to dive into and uh you know some odds and ends but before we get started this show would not be possible without our awesome Local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course our homies over at Tomahawk Shades doing the damn thing. You know, summer's right around the corner, guys. You got to protect those eyes when you're outside and when you're inside, and that's where Tomahawk Shades comes into play. They've got the sunglasses, the blue light plus glasses. They've even got limited edition runs of product in their small batch collective. I just got my undrafted Chris Hogan shirt. He's part owner of the company. Kind of played lacrosse before he went to the NFL. Now he's playing lacrosse professionally in the Premier Lacrosse League. Go check out the small batch collective and everything Tomahawk Shades has to offer. And when you fill up your cart and you go to checkout, use our promo code USP. To get 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com, plus free domestic shipping on all orders. That's 25% off at TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP on a quality product for an affordable price from our homies over at Tomahawk Shades. And Underground Sports Philadelphia is sponsored by Manscaped, the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and is now available in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia, New Zealand, and the European Union. We have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code USP to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the movement and the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. And guys, did you know one guy every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer? So this is a reminder to all you guys out there listening to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Manscaped, in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy manscaping, have partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection. Together, TCS and Manscaped are committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men age 15 to 35, a big part of our listening demographic, and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. While you're down there cleaning up your sack, why not go ahead and give them a little investigation for lumps, changes in size, or any pain? And guys, I think we can all agree it's pretty fun playing with your balls anyway. Manscaped recommends you check yourself once a month. If you do feel any lumps or swelling, give your doctor a call. In addition to checking yourself regularly, 
You want to make sure your sack is looking fresh and clean with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find products and liquid formulations that have been developed to turn your bathroom into a salon for your balls. All liquid formulations use the best ingredients. Some of those liquid formulations and tools include the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, Crop Reviver, a spray-on ball toner and refresher, and the Perfect Package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxers to keep your package cool and feeling fresh. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And of course, Underground Sports Philadelphia is also brought to you by our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, the fastest growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. They're headquartered in Old Kensington, Philadelphia, currently closed due to COVID, but they have a full bar restaurant and they offer distillery tours weekly. They're distilling this vodka seven times, guys. They're making it gluten-free, and they're blending it with with electrolytes, making it the first vodka on the market with a mineral composition on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink that starts with a G, and it's the first actively hydrating vodka on the market. They've won awards for best package in the world. So what are you doing? Go to statesidevodka.com right now to purchase your vodka, and when you go to check out, use our code USP, When you have the one liter bottles in your cart to get 10% off your purchase, that's promo code USP to get 10% off the one liter bottles of vodka at statesidevodka.com. Must be 21 or older to purchase. And of course, guys, please drink responsibly. All right, so let's get into it. Phillies had one hell of a weekend. Um, Their fourth game against the Mets got postponed due to rain, so they skip on Jacob DeGrom and technically get swept by the Mets. Uh, So they had the off day on Thursday. They come back home to Citizens Bank Park. The Bats find a way. They find a way to win. Uh, They come out on Friday like gangbusters, beat the Cardinals 9-2. It was like almost everybody hits. Zach Eflin was hitting, Zach Eflin was pitching like a certified menace, just like we've said since the offseason. Zach Eflin's looking pretty good, guys. He's looking pretty damn good. He goes seven innings, gives up six hits, only two earned runs, struck out six, and the Phillies win 9-2. to two. Guys were hitting all over the park, and uh, this was like one of those wins that the Phillies have needed to kind of spark the offense a bit. Sure, they had a couple games early in the season where the offense was rolling just a bit, but to have a a 9-2 outburst in this game where they put up runs, you know, six in the second inning and then kind of get those insurance runs later in the game in the seventh and the eighth, but shutting down a Cardinals offense until the eighth inning is pretty damn good. Zach Eflin uh, shut out, you know, while he's on the mound, two earned runs get charged to his name, but uh, overall, a dominant performance from the Phils. And then you go to Saturday night, and it just wasn't the same. Uh, the Cardinals put up a nine spot on the Phils. They get a six-run third inning, three in the fourth, and that's all she wrote. You know, the Phils offense tried to, you know, chip back at it, but just weren't able to get the job done, and... It was the usual suspect in this game that 
it, it kind of blew it to the nines, and it's Matt Moore. It's Matt Moore. Uh, like I said on Wednesday's show, Chase Anderson looks decent enough to like stick in this rotation, but Matt Moore, three starts now where he's been god awful, like almost unbearable to watch. Uh, April fifth against the Mets, three and a third, gives up four hits, two runs, can't get out of the the fourth inning. Uh, April eleventh at the Braves, goes five innings but gives up nine hits, five runs, and then two and two thirds. On Saturday, gives up four hits and six runs. That's just not going to get the job done. And the Phillies can't continue to trot out a guy to the mound like Matt Moore, who is pitching the way he is. You know, it was a cool potential comeback story for Matt Moore, pitching the way he did in Japan last year. Um, but, you know, he's got a 9.82 ERA in three games this year. He's pitched 11 innings, has 12 strikeouts. His whip is 2.36, which is almost a full run, a full percentage above his career uh, whip there. He's he's just doesn't have it anymore. Um, maybe as a potential bullpen guy, you know, if the Phillies decide to transition him to the bullpen, but my goodness, he, he just is horrendous. He's horrendous out there, and it's almost like, any game Matt Moore pitches is chalked up as a loss. Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. You, you can't rely on Matt Moore to go out and give you any type of a quality start against any team. Like, I, I don't even know if I would trust Matt Moore against, like, the Pirates or, or a terrible team. Like, he's just been that bad, uh, and it is not fun to watch Matt Moore starts. Biggest concern is JoJo Romero's velocity drop as well. He came into this game, only won a third of an inning, gave up three earned runs on three hits. His fastball velocity was way down compared to where it was last year, which is a big concern for me, especially if he's going to try to find a, a niche in this bullpen as another left-handed reliever, um, especially since Jose Alvarado is the only one. JoJo's got to figure some things out if he wants to stick on the Major League roster. I know I saw people, oh, well, what happened to everybody clamoring for him to make the opening day roster, but... We, we've seen what Jojo Romero's capable of. It's just a matter of him pitching that way. You know what I mean? It's not like a Matt Moore where now we've seen three straight starts and this is kind of what Matt Moore is. We've seen Jojo Romero be a dominant force from the left side out of the bullpen. 
Uh, Vince Velasquez came in after JoJo, pitched two and a third, gave up three hits, three walks, got four strikeouts, pitched a, a relatively clean outing for Vince Velasquez, um, which was nice to see. David Hale comes in for two and two thirds, gets two strikeouts, clean across the board, didn't give up a single hit in those two and two thirds. And then Hector Neris came in to finish it out. Uh, and the Phillies lose game two of the series, nine to four. And then we get to the gem Sunday afternoon, an absolute gem of a game from a guy that I have been on him being the guy since day one. I've talked about it a, a few times on this podcast where I was at Aaron, Aaron Nola's major league debut back in 2015. I will never forget it because the Phillies lost one nothing to the Tampa Bay Rays on a home run given up to the pitcher by Aaron Nola. But I saw something special that day. And like you guys know, I'm the big Phillies nerd. I sat through the entire rebuild process watching almost every single game. Uh, you know, Aaron Nola is a guy that I would pin as a guy as like I knew from the jump. Like, he's a guy I knew from the get-go he was going to be somebody special. And he proved a lot of doubters wrong today. Uh, You know, people doubting that he could be a certified ace, doubting that he's a number one starter in a rotation. He absolutely is. And if you go and watch this game today, he put on a goddamn clinic against a very good Cardinals offense. That includes the likes of Yadier Molina, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, the the list goes on and on. Paul DeYoung, like, he put on a clinic. Gave up two hits, no earned runs, no walks, 10 strikeouts, and went the distance. His first nine-inning complete game. He went a seven-inning complete game last season, uh, but this is his first nine-inning complete game. Went the distance. Looked every bit of the part of being an ace. It was just masterful from Aaron Nola on Sunday afternoon. Bryce Harper went three for three, was a triple shy of the cycle, um, had a hell of a game for Bryce, and he also he drew a walk in this game as well. Reese scored a Reese Hoskins scored a run in this game. Uh, he was walked once. You know the offense did what it had to do. They they scored only two runs, but they got the job done. And the Phillies win two nothing to to win the series, and that's all you can ask for from a Phillies team. That, that's kind of been on a schneid a little bit. You know, they, they get swept by the Mets. They go one of three against the Braves. Um, so they kind of had to rebound here, and, and getting two of three at home is big. And they're eight and seven. They're above 500. And with the Mets having an off day on Monday, Phillies playing on Monday against Gabe Kapler and the San Francisco Giants, they have a chance to get to, you know, a half game back of first place and get back to where they belong. And this Giants team, they're they're decent. They're off to a, a pretty good start this year. They're 9 and 6 uh to start the year, so a little bit better than the Phils, but you know, they're 4 and 5 on the road, 5 and 1 at home. The Phillies are 7 and 2 at home, 1 and 5 on the road. So something right there plays in the Phillies' favor that they've got the home field advantage. And when you got Zach Wheeler, Zach Eflin, and Matt Moore, uh, pitching for you, or I'm sorry, Chase Anderson potentially going at some point. Uh, let's see what the rotation actually is because I thought for some reason Chase Anderson was going to be pitching today, uh, but I guess that rain out pushed Nola to uh, pitch, but... 
Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to have, so this giant series, we're going to have Chase Anderson going against Kevin Gossman on Monday. We're going to have on Tuesday should be Zach Wheeler against uh, Logan Webb. And then on Wednesday, it will be Zach Eflin versus Anthony DeSclefani. So you get you get two of your, your three like high echelon ace pitchers with Wheeler and Eflin to round out this series, and you get Chase Anderson tomorrow in a game that hopefully you can put up some offense and, and win this game. Um, but this is a very winnable series for the Phillies coming up, and then the only scary part is Matt Moore's going to be pitching in Colorado, and that spells disaster in my mind, and that's why the Phillies need to, I think, kind of start looking at other options to replace Matt Moore in this rotation because it's just not going to get the job done, and and knowing that it's almost a certified loss or a certified bullpen game every time Matt Moore pitches is not going to be good for this team in the long haul. But I don't want to take away from the spotlight game. And like I said, I've been Aaron Nola's biggest defender. I've been on board with Aaron Nola being the guy for this team. Everybody talking about, oh, they need a true ace. They need to go out and find... You know, a, a true starting pitcher to be the number one at the forefront of this lineup uh, of pitchers that they're trying to assemble. They need to, you know, get that that certified guy. Well, guess what, everyone? He's been on this roster since 2015, and he's making a lot of people look stupid now after today. This was the signature start so far of Aaron Nola's career. He just made the, the Cardinals hitters look silly. JT called a fantastic game, and, you know, after the game, they give him the Gatorade bath, essentially blew up the headset, you heard it kind of, you know, short out on the broadcast, but this was something that Aaron Nola has, you know, wanted to check off his, you know, career list of things to do. This was on the laundry list, uh, was to get that complete game uh, and I'm glad it was a complete game shutout, too, because it, it just shows how dominant he can be, how precise he can be on the mound when he's on, when he's using the fastball and then sprinkling in the other pitches. It, it makes him that much better of a of a pitcher than what he is just kind of on the surface. And you saw that on Sunday afternoon. And one of the cool stats so far this year that I saw on Twitter from... MLB quality of pitch, which is at QOP Baseball. They do pitch quality calculations for all of Major League Baseball. Uh, week two knuckle curve quality of pitch, uh, minimum 20 pitches, the top three. Dodgers Jimmy Nelson at a 5.40 quality of pitch average. 
followed by Aaron Nola tied with Jimmy Nelson at a 5.40 quality of pitch average. And then right behind both of them is Trevor Bauer at 5.39. Seems pretty good to me. Seems pretty good to me. Uh, It's just... It's one of those things that when Aaron Nola is on, you'll know it. And this was just a, a marvelous start. And the cool part was he was so on that the Phillies didn't really need to rely on their offense to do all that much. Would it have been nicer to have uh, a few more insurance runs? Absolutely. Especially that uh, moment in the game when Justin Williams was up to hit with a runner on first. And you know he can crush to all fields. Uh, I was a little, I was a little nervous, but you know Aaron Nola got out of it, and that was the the magical part of this start was even if he found himself in a tad bit of trouble, Aaron Nola was able to get himself out of it. Uh, the only hits go to Yadier Molina and Paul DeYoung. I'll see them both in hell for ruining Aaron Nola getting a, a no hitter. <laughs> uh, Nola had an error for himself, so that prevented the perfect game. Uh, but I'll see Yachty and Paul DeYoung in hell for ruining the, the no-hitter. Um, just a, an awesome, marvelous start. They got to John Gant. Not enough that I, I you know, they, they could have definitely dinged John Gant up for more runs in this game offensively. He only went five innings, gave up five hits, two earned runs, but he walked five guys. Uh, walking five batters is just a recipe for destruction and we've seen that from our end of things the Cardinals ended up walking six batters overall in this game um but the Phillies definitely offensively could have gotten to this pitching staff a little bit more on Sunday to kind of just give the (laughs) the extra boost of confidence from the offense to Aaron Nola but just a marvelous start uh, Joe Girardi said that he went up to Aaron Nola in the dugout and said that you're going back out there. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, uh, which I like. I like that coming from Joe Girardi, knowing how important this is to Aaron Nola, uh, just career-wise and knowing how badly he's wanted to get that nine-inning complete game under his belt. For Joe Girardi to kind of give him that boost of confidence and say, hey, you're going out there, not giving him an option uh, is a, a pretty cool move by a veteran manager uh, to his to his ace. So, congratulations to Aaron Nola, certified ace, absolute monster. And you know, if he can continue to pitch like this, obviously you're not going to get the the complete game shutouts each and every week. But if he can be in this stratosphere of starting pitcher, we're going to see Aaron Nola in Cy Young votes. We're going to see that happening because outside of his his one start. Uh, in his last outing, he's been everything you've wanted and then some from your number one starting pitcher. You know, he, he's just been so on. And obviously the, the four inning game against the Mets, uh, on the 7th of April wasn't great. Um, kind of bounced back. He did take the loss on the 13th, gave up the seven hits and the three earned runs, had seven strikeouts, but this was a great game for him to bounce back in. And, you know, this season he's 1-1 one one now with a 2-1-9 ERA uh, in four games. One complete game, obviously, one shutout. Uh, first complete game, you know, of his of his career in, in nine innings. Um, so, I mean, shout out to Aaron Nola, just a, a dominant start. 
and he's only given up six earned runs on the season, one of them being a home run. Um, only walked three batters this season. He's got 28 strikeouts, which is is everything and then some that we've wanted to see from Aaron Ola. He's also got an 097 whip, uh, which is tied right now. If the season were to end today, it's tied with his 2018 whip, which was his best season of his career when he went 17 and 6. I am just I'm super giddy about Aaron Ola this season. He he just looks the part. He looks ready. He he looks like he's on a mission to go out and just dominate major league hitters. And I couldn't be more excited about what's to come for the rest of this season with Aaron Nola as the Phillies ace. So yeah, going into the the start of the week, the Phillies uh, meet up with Gabe Kapler for the first time uh, since he was relieved of his managerial duties with the Phils. Uh, now the skipper for the Giants. Uh, and as you guys know, I can't stand the Giants and having these Back-to-back series with the two teams that broke my heart in 2010 and 2011 is beyond painful. Um, luckily, the Giants aren't as good as they were back then, but like I said, this is a, a series that the Phillies should easily take two of three from, especially with Wheeler and Eflin going uh, in games two and three. Hopefully, Zach Wheeler kind of gets that bounce back on Tuesday night. He's had a, a rough go since that you know, opening uh, series performance against the Braves. Chase Anderson, you just want to hope for like five innings and the Phillies offense be able to kind of counteract whatever the Giants offense is able to do against Chase Anderson. Don't know if Buster Posey will be playing uh, to start the series. He did get injured, uh, I believe, on Saturday. Um, Injured his elbow. He was removed from Saturday's game after uh, suffering a left elbow contusion. He sat out on Sunday as a precautionary measure. Um, he's considered day-to-day. They're saying he's going to avoid uh, a trip to the injured list, but you know, if Buster Posey doesn't play to start the, the series against Chase Anderson, I'll take that. Uh, obviously, you don't want to see anybody injured, but that helps the Phils. Um, so, I mean, that's the biggest thing is on Monday night, Philly's offense just has to come to play and counteract anything that the Giants' offense is able to do against Chase Anderson, and then need both Zachs. You need Wheeler and Eflin to go out there on Tuesday night and Wednesday afternoon because Wednesday is a day game uh, before the Phils have a travel day on Thursday to go out to Colorado for the weekend. But you need those two guys to step up and, and pitch the way that we know they can. Eflin's been off to a roaring start. Wheeler's been a little up and down since his first start, but if the Phils can go out there and and perform like we know they can against the Giants, have this offense going, you're at home, they've played so well at home to start this season, um, you know, like I said, they're 7-2 and two at home, which is tied for uh, second best record, I'd say, in baseball, uh, the, the Dodgers are 6-0 and at home, the Giants are 5-1, and one, and then the Phils and Reds are 7-2, and two. so I mean, two very dominant home records, the Mets are 4-1, and one. Um, the Phillies play well at home. They love CBP and just take advantage of being at home for these next three games before you hit the road to, uh, to play against the Rockies, uh, for three games. And then you're on the road for four against the Cardinals. So you're going to get another look at this Cardinals team, uh, at the end of the month. So take advantage of being at home, take advantage of a, a subpar giants team. You know, like I said, they're, they're nine in, Six to start this season. 
let's send the Giants back home nine and nine. You know, let's let's get them back to where we think they should be as like a 500 baseball team. Um, I just don't see the Giants performing that well. You know, they're they're a decent team. They're just not all that they should be chalked up to be. You know, you got a lot of veteran guys on this team still from their World Series run. Um, Jose Alvarez is on this team who pitched for the Phillies past couple seasons. Um, but they're not anything scary. You know, they're not like the Cardinals who have a, a terrifying lineup. They, uh, this is, this is a roster that the Phillies should be able to beat offensively and have their pitching staff purely dominate their hitters. We all know the traditional big four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. So let's kick it over to to the uh, Wells Fargo Center. Let's talk about the Sixers. Uh, Wednesday night, obviously, we were talking about the the matchup with the Nets on the podcast when we were live on Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. Make sure you guys follow the channel so you don't miss any second of our live action. Uh, they beat the Nets 123 to 117. Good win. Needed it for that tiebreaker in the uh, in the division for the conference. Big time win even though everybody from the Nets did not play. And then come to find out the next day, LaMarcus Aldridge announces his retirement from the NBA due to a heart condition. So we want to send our best to LaMarcus Aldridge and hope everything is okay with him uh, moving forward. And it obviously sucks to see an absolute legend of the game. Everybody forgets how dominant LaMarcus Aldridge was with the Portland Trailblazers. Um he was a guy that I talked about how I wanted him on this team, uh, kind of as like that stretch five position for the Sixers. Um, so it sucks that he's uh, his career has come to an end, but Sixers beat the Nets. Then they go out on Friday night, beat the Clippers 103, uh, 106 to 103. Joel Embiid just continuing to be a monster. 36 points in 36 minutes, 14 rebounds. Furkan Korkmaz is carving out a spot in this uh this playoff rotation 18 points he was just on one four assists three rebounds Ben Simmons 12 9 and 6 Danny Green had 11 points and seven rebounds uh Joel was just a monster like anything the Clippers tried to throw at him he was able to kind of bounce off of it and, and just make his way through he was a force he showed again why he's the MVP uh people talking about how he's not the MVP just truly makes me laugh. Like games like Friday night against the Clippers flat out prove to everybody why Joel Embiid is the MVP of the NBA this year. So I mean we're get we're getting closer to end of the season. The Sixers have this this four games left of this gauntlet stretch. Um two at home, two on the road. But according to Keith Pompey, the injury report for Monday's game, as you guys are listening to this, today's game uh, against the Golden State Warriors at the Wells Fargo Center. 
George Hill, right thumb rehab, Tobias Harris, right knee soreness, Dwight Howard, left knee soreness, and Seth Curry, left hip flexor tightness, are all listed as questionable for Monday night. That's big time. We're on George Hill watch, finally. It is about damn time that this man makes his way into the Sixers starting lineup. Uh, not starting lineup, but starting rotation in terms of just being available for this team. Doc Rivers getting a chance to look at him to prepare for the playoffs uh, against a, a quality team in the Warriors. You know, they're not exactly where I think they would wanted to be coming into the season. They're 28-29 and 29 in that play-in uh, tournament for the playoffs in the West. But Sixers got to take care of business. They've got games against the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns at home before they go on the road against the Bucks for two. Then they come back home for three. Then they go back out on the road for another weird, wonky road trip uh, where they go to San Antonio, to Chicago, and then back to Texas to play against the Rockets um, before they come back home. And then they go back out on the road to Indiana and Miami and then finish two at home against the Magic. I just want to see George Hill with this team. I want to see what he can do with the the starting lineup, what he can do in rotations, and, and kind of provide another element of offense for this Sixers team. I'm excited to see uh, what he's capable of and, and what he can provide to really add uh, to help this team get to where they want to be, and that's finishing in first place in the East. The Nets lost to the Miami Heat on Sunday, so the Sixers are a game and a half up on the Nets now in the Eastern Conference. They're four games up on the Bucks, and... Slowly but surely, it's looking good. I, I just want to see the Sixers finish on top. I want them to get the number one seed. It, it would just be so vindicating and awesome to see this team go into the playoffs as the number one overall seed in the East. So now the big the big thing is just go out and beat this Warriors team. Uh, convince Steph Curry that he needs to come play for the Sixers next season because that seems to be the hot topic in the streets is uh, offseason move, go and trade for Steph Curry, um, which would be unbelievable, to be honest. If Steph Curry was on this team playing with Joel Embiid, uh, playing with his brother, playing with his father-in-law, uh, you know, it would be it'd be pretty wild to, to see Steph on this team, the two Under Armour boys in Joel and Steph. Um, I don't even know what Steph's contract looks like, but this is the hot topic in the street. That we got to talk about. So Steph Curry is a free agent after 2022. Um, so he's under contract next season for like $46 million. Um, it would be pretty wild to be able to pull off a trade for that. He'll be 33 next season. And then he's a UFA in 2022. I mean, if the Sixers can, can pull off something there to get Steph Curry... Uh, to help him, you know, get another championship under his belt before his career uh, comes to an end, which is wild to think about that Steph Curry is 33. Um, would be pretty dope. And I think, you know, there's a lot of speculation that, like, that could be the next target for Daryl Morey, you know, building up to, to try to take down Steph Curry. Uh, with the Rockets and then bring him here. It would kind of be like vindication for that, never getting to beat him, so let him join you. And, uh, you know, him and Joel being the two Under Armour athletes would be pretty sick, I think, for Under Armour to get some 
insane branding uh, with their two, you know, mainstay athletes uh, in the NBA. So yeah, bring me George Hill to this starting lineup, potentially Steph Curry in the offseason, but first things first, you got to handle Steph Curry uh, on Monday night at the Wells Fargo Center. That's the biggest thing. Go out there, beat this Warriors team. They're kind of surging right now, trying to get into the playoffs. And we said this on Wednesday, these next few games, uh, you know, starting with that Nets game, even though it wasn't, you know, a fully rostered Nets team on the court, this is going to be a playoff preview uh, with just the competition you're getting if you're Doc Rivers. So you've got to go out there and, you know, kind of showcase a little bit of what you want to try in the playoffs, not necessarily your full-blown playoff lineups, but give us a little glimpse of what we could potentially see heading into the playoffs and uh, hopefully, you know, some of these guys that have been dealing with injuries, Tobias, Dwight Howard, Seth Curry, and hopefully George Hill will be back in the lineup uh, to take on the Golden State Warriors on Monday and then obviously get the Phoenix Suns to round out the homestand on Wednesday, which we'll have live coverage of on Twitch when we're live for another episode of the podcast. And then you go back-to-back. You know, the back-to-back is going to be interesting there, especially since it's a home road back-to-back. Um, and it's two against the Bucks on Thursday and Saturday. And uh, we got you covered for all things Phils and Sixers. Uh, quick note, the Flyers absolutely stink. And there's going to be one hell of an offseason uh, in the cards for them. And that's all your Flyers updates you need because they are absolutely horrendous. But I think that's all I got for you guys. It's been a fun weekend of sports with the Phils and the Sixers. So make sure you guys are following us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at UndergroundPHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Matt on Twitter at MattCastArena. And make sure you guys check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com for all of our written content. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Congratulate the the boy, the ace, Aaron Nola, on his complete game shutout. Let us know who you want to see replace Matt Moore in this rotation. Uh, we obviously said Cole Hamill's still on the market. Bring him home. Uh, I would not mind a Cole Hamill's reunion right about now after another poor abysmal start from Matt Moore and we're probably going to get another one in Colorado because we know how pitching works out in the mountains and uh, let us know how you're feeling about the Sixers and let everybody know Joel Embiid is the MVP in your Apple podcast reviews five stars only because we have standards we know you do too and we know Apple purged some five-star ratings from our podcast Uh, so help us get back to where we want to be we're close to 300 let's get there uh, before the playoffs start for the NBA. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, and the newly branded Odyssey app, formerly Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. We are hanging out there. And we'll be back on Wednesday at twitch.tv slash PHI, breaking down all the latest with the Phils and the Sixers, anything that comes to be. And obviously check out our whole catalog of podcasts that we have on the network from OTB, the Outside the Box podcast, our flagship lacrosse show, uh, the 4th and Goal podcast, the Fantasy Football Boys prepping for the NFL draft. We've got streamer season breaking down the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which has been a fantastic show. Only one episode left, which is pretty sad, uh, but I'm excited for it. And of course, the Get in the Hole podcast 
our pro golf podcast that we are still looking for new permanent hosts for. Uh, so if you or somebody you know is interested in talking about golf, hit our line, slide in the DMs, or email us at undergroundsportsphi at gmail.com, and uh, we'll set up a, a talk, and we'll, we'll get you uh, all the info you need to see if you're a, a fit for the podcast. But of course, this show would not be possible without our awesome local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro, Foot Security 21, Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our friends at Tomahawk Shades, Manscaped, and Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. All three websites, same promo code, gets you our discount at TomahawkShades.com. You get 25% off your order with promo code USP at checkout. Manscaped.com, promo code USP gets you 20% off free shipping and a big old thank you from your balls and stateside Urban Craft Vodka. You get 10% off the one-liter bottles of vodka at statesidevodka.com with promo code USP. Must be 21 or older to purchase. And of course, guys, please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 323 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm KB. We'll catch you guys live on Twitch on Wednesday. We are signing off. Peace. Peace.